0: In today's show, man, there's a lot to get to. We're looking at Wednesday's 12 games across the league. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me on Friday to get in on the action. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk sports. i got to talk sports because 12 games are on it's spicy day. We'll see how it goes. 12 games on, lots to chat about. Let's start that chatting right now with the first game, which was the Golden State Warriors going down to the Washington Wizards 114-118. Kent Bazemore remained starting over Kelly Oubre, played fewer minutes, but 35 minutes for Bays, 19 points, 4 triples, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and guys, 6 steals and 2 blocks. Yeah. Bazemore's the 101st ranked player over the last 2 weeks. He had 57 fantasy points. He does have value as a 12-team league guy while he's going to start. Now, it does help that Damian Lee was out of this one. Um, but if Baysmore can start and play 26 a night, there is value in him. Ubre had a big game as well. 24 points in 37 minutes, two triples, nine rebounds, and two blocks. Is that going to be his role, playing off the bench? It is his best role, and I've maintained that for years. Even when he was starting in Phoenix, he should have been coming off the bench. Let's see. Um, of course, he's been shithouse for most of this year. And, but that, that, those minutes are very interesting. Geordie Paul did what he did. This is what I talked about in that um, show I did earlier today about you know streaming blokes in for the second half of the week. Paul's going to score and hit threes. He scored, 22 points, hit threes, hit six of them. 25 minutes with two steals. Um, it wasn't a good night from Steph Curry, 18-7-8 on 28% shooting. He was always bound to have a bit of a drop-off at some point, and it came here. Well, Draymond had eight assists and three steals, and Wigo was pretty rough, too. 14 points in 25% shooting. He did have three steals, though, Wiggins, um, but overall, pretty disappointing night for the uh, for the Warriors. But big games from Oubre, Bazemore, Poole, good streaming value for Bazemore and Poole for sure, and Oubre probably is a streamer as well there. For the Wizards, Russ Westbrook, 14 points only because, of course, 29% shooting, but 20 rebounds, 10 assists, 3 steals, gets it done for you there. While Bielo had 29 and 10 on 38%. But a perfect 11 of 11 from the free throw line. They were without Rui Hachimura and Tom Bryant. And then Denny Avdia went down with a fractured ankle and he will miss the rest of the season. Not that he was impacting fantasy leagues, but that's obviously shit for him. Because that recovery is going to be a bit of a while. Probably misses summer league and a fair bit of the preseason as well. And maybe even the beginning of next regular season. That's going to open up some minutes. Hopefully, they just give them to Davis Bertans, who had 19 points in 30 minutes with four triples and six rebounds. But it is going to open up opportunities for Isaac Bonga and Garrison Matthews for deeper leagues. Hull Neto played 36 minutes. Some might say that's a few too many, but he did lead the team in plus-minus, plus plus 17. 18 points, three threes, four assists, three steals. He he probably will benefit from Avdia being out. I hate the um, Westbrook-Neto-Beal combinations. It worked well here, so hey, hey. Who am I to question the genius that is Scott Brooks? Neto can be a deeper league ad like a 16-teamer. But let's talk about Dan Gafford. 24 minutes, 19 and 10 with three blocks. Of course, your mate Brooksie could not resist playing the three centers, but at least he got it right and played uh, Gafford 20-plus minutes. Now, someone criticized me on Basketball Monster the other day, and I'm not calling them out specifically by name, but they, when Gafford played 24 minutes a, few ga- uh, a week or so ago against the Pelicans, I said, you've got to add him everywhere. I said, well, man, you can't add him. Why would you say add him in 10-team leagues? Like This is why. At this time of the year, when you see the permitted potential and you see a dickhead coach give him the minutes, you have to pounce. And if it doesn't work out because of, kids, cover your ears, dumb fuckery, then you just got to wear that. But you can't leave a bloke who can be a top 70 player, top 60 player on your waiver wire. 19 and 10 and three blocks. Do not leave him on the waiver wire. You cannot do it. You have to add him. I don't know if it'll be 24 minutes tonight. 5% chance it's 28 or 9. Then he's a top 40 guy. And he's more impactful than other guys that have been yeah, deemed league winners by some. Moses Brown, Kevin Porter. I'm not saying he's a league winner because I don't know what his minutes are going to be. But you've got to add him. You've got to see what happens. Lopez played 10 minutes and Len played 13 minutes. Cool. Lucky we got them in there for that time. Robin Lopez somehow was a minus 17 in 10 minutes. And that could contribute to those extra minutes for Gafford. But literally, every game he has played, he has produced. I don't think he's the best NBA player. I don't think he's at any danger of taking minutes away from Tom Bryant. But he can block shots, and he can put up fantasy stats. And we are seeing that right before our eyes at the moment, everything yeah, appearing. And if you're debating whether you add Gafford or Neto, the decision is real simple. And I don't give a shit if he plays 16 minutes next game. The decision remains simple. It has to be Gafford. You have to add him. Yeah, making sure it makes sense on your team and with your structure and your schedule and his schedule and all that sort of, uh, uh, you know, disclaimer, T's and C's bullshit. Uh, can we just go off t- tangent for a second? Does this happen in the States? where people have their ads on radio and they go through and say, yeah, save 20%, yeah, best deal ever, $1,000 for insurance, blah, 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 And then at the end, they just say T's and C's apply. Now, surely if you're giving a disclaimer that says terms and conditions apply, you have to say the phrase terms and conditions. How does T's and C's cut it from a legal perspective? If you have to say terms and conditions from a legal perspective, surely you have to say the words terms and conditions. Anyway, that's my absolute nonsensical rant. It's got nothing to do with fantasy basketball, but it makes no sense. It's like me saying, you know, results not guaranteed at the end of something. I, this is guaranteed to make your dick 20 inches and rock hard 24 hours a day. RNG. And just saying RNG at the end. And people go, oh man, well, it must be true. Whereas I've got to say results not guaranteed. I don't know. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's let's move on. And let's move on to talk about uh Theragun, which is absolutely awesome. I've got myself a Theragun. It's fantastic. Theragun, if you've got that stress of daily life weighing on your body, my partner loves it, loves it. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, who, you know, is not quite an elite athlete, if you're just trying to make it through your day tension-free, Theragun can help. It is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Giggity! Whether you want to treat your, muscle ten- treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just stresses of everyday life, there is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Their OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. The Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. That's real cheap. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 is presented by Locked On and Odyssey. It's happening right now, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaCanfora, and Brian Boldinger. Our local experts from every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A U D A C Y. Let's talk next game. Game two. The Chicago disappointments lose to the Cavs 121 105. Um. I know I said this at the time when he was hired. Billy Donovan's not a good coach. Like, he just isn't. It was the most... And when you're comparing to Jim Boylan, anybody looks like a good toast. Toast. (laughs) He looks like a good toast. Toast. What am I wrong with me? Am I I having a stroke? A good coach. Because I'm trying to say that Donovan's milk toast. He's shithouse. He's not good. There's no upside in him. Like, this Bulls team, they got these top four protected picks going to the Magic. Can't wait for them to finish pick five in the lottery and give it up as they push for the playoffs. Just nonsense decisions. They started Daniel Tyson again. He played 20 minutes. He had seven and four. Thad Young, noted defensive player Thad Young continues to get 30 plus usage. Now it works out because he had 14 and eight with a steal two blocks, but still only plays 17 minutes. Five fouls is probably a factor in that or definitely a factor in that, but nothing makes sense with these rotations. Kobe White, 14 points, six assists, two blocks. I do think Kobe is a 12-team league guy while uh, the skater boy is out. Zach Levine is... uh, Zach Levine. Man, I am struggling. Lowry market and 16 points in his 21 minutes, four points, really good usage, really good shooting, 71%, which is not real. And of course, in true Lowry market and style, just complete jack shit in all of the other areas. Two rebounds. I'm not one of those guys to say, oh, you're a seven-footer, grab some boards. But can you just do something? Just do something that's of interest outside of scoring that has no way of being able to stick. Thomas Sadoransky chipped in with 13 points in 21 minutes, had three assists and a steal. He can still without assist streamer, but he's not a must-roster guy. While Paddy Williams, only the 19 minutes. Yeah, cool. Why not? Nine points, seven rebounds, two threes and a steal. That's probably actually one of his better recent games. But yeah, we're limiting his minutes for 25 minutes of Denzel the valentine who was a minus 16, by the way. Um, Nikola Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Bolse- it's Vucevic. Bolse- 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 it. bolse- Look, he was bolse- dreadful. A bitch. Nine points. In 25 minutes, 5 assists, 33% shooting. Another game with no free throws. (sighs) While Garrett Temple had 4 points in 26 minutes. Not that they have a huge amount of options. But there's better ways of structuring this bullshit. On to the Cavs. My man, Darius Garland. 29 minutes, 25 points, 4 threes, 4 assists, 2 steals, 62% shooting. Continues to dominate at the moment. Is he a top 50 pick next year? I would have to think that it's not far off. Is he better than Colin Sexton? Yeah, probably. Probably is. Sexo was good as well, though. Let's be fair. 30 points in 31 minutes, 7 assists, 65% shooting with the steal. Really strong game from both of those blokes. While Jarrett Allen had 8 and 9, and my man, Isaiah Hartenstein, just it just does does his work. 10 and 6 in 16 minutes. Hartenstein, amazingly, is the, what, 95th ranked player over the last two weeks? He had 19 fantasy points here as well. He has 14 team league value. They did play Dean Wade, 10 minutes for some reason, at small forward. And Larry Nance played just 22 minutes. 10 points, two threes. While Hartenstein's playing well, Allen's there and Love's there, I find it really tough to consider Larry Nance an absolute must roster. 22 minutes doesn't cut it. Isaac Okoro is nowhere near cutting it. Eight points in 28 minutes. While Dalavadova remains an interesting assist streamer. Six assists for Dally in his 18 minutes. Kevin Love had 15-9 with four threes. Continues to play at a decently high level. Although, he is outside the top 140 over the last two weeks. So just bear that in mind. He still should be on a roster though. I don't think there's too much debate about that one. Let's talk about the next game where there is a lot of intrigue. And that is the Oklahoma City Thunder going down to the Pacers 116-122. Sfema Hiluk. 36 minutes for Svi with Shea, Dort, Horford, Mascala, Hall, and Deck out. Good start from a high look. 20 points, nine boards, two threes, two blocks. It's just finding the right opportunity for him. Now, let's look at this and go, that's great. And then also look at what he's done over the last two weeks where he's played 25 a night and he's just a bee's dick inside the top 250. Like, that's not great. He can be a streamer, but that's it. While well, the C part of Moses Brown, you look at it and you go, ah, oh, shit, 17 minutes, man, that's, that's trash. But he had a double-double. The Thunder play five games next week. Remember that. So does five games of 20 minutes of Moses Brown cut it? Probably does. Otherwise, he'd be a Jack Armstrong special. The Oklahoma City mudflap. Kenrich Williams, 15 points in 28 minutes, seven rebounds, two threes, two steals, and a block. Really good production. When Dort comes back, he doesn't have that value. Well, Darius Bailey, let's just take a second to talk about Darius Bailey. I've got a lot of thoughts on Darius Bailey. 37 minutes is a lot. 26 points is a lot. 32 usage is a shit tonne. 36% shooting is horrendous. Nine boards. Yeah, not bad. Now, for all of the... Let's get a couple of things straight with Baisley. I thought at the start of the year that he would just have a lot of usage and would put up numbers just through volume alone, just from being there and starting and playing minutes and and getting numbers. It also has become a meme uh, over on the Fantasy Basketball subreddit that apparently I said, don't leave your draft without Darius Baisley, which could not be further from the truth. I, maybe I did say that and I just completely misremembered. But I, yeah, why, my statement on, on sleepers like him is that grab them at the end of your draft and see what happens. And when they start pushing too high and start people start going into the top 100 for them, you just let them have it. And then you you see nearly every one of my mock drafts. I didn't draft Darius Baszler because people kept reaching too high. And I said, I reckon you might be going too high. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. But what Baisley is doing now on this volume scoring is what I thought he could do to begin the year. Now, the problem is He's still the 188th ranked player over the last two weeks, despite getting 33 minutes a night and scoring well, because he's struggling in so many areas. And I do not think he's a big part of their future. I do not think he's a future star. I do not think he's a future fantasy guy. My reason for him was, is shit, who else are they playing? And they have so many draft picks and guys like Pokashevsky, who was out after five minutes here, who are better than him, I think, long-term. So there you go, my thoughts on him. Uh, As for Poku, five minutes, illness cost him time. You probably want to hold for the five games next week, but that's it. Well, Tony Bradley, just the five, uh, 15 minutes, eight and eight. And uh, Teo Maladon, the Salt Flake, Theo. Nine points because he continues to shoot horribly. But the seven assists are valuable. The five games are valuable. The minutes are valuable. You've got to be punting free throw. No, you don't. You've got to be punting field goals to have Maladon. Otherwise, it is really tough to try and deal with, um, you know, the nonsense that is his... um, nonsense that is his uh, shooting percentages. They, they are well they, they've just been bad, you know, pretty much pretty much the whole way through. They just he just cannot like he's not a 40%. You can't even hit 40% from the field, which is obviously um obviously pretty rough. Um but again again, the five the five game week makes him an interesting target. Things were pretty um pretty interesting on the paces side of things. They were without DeMontis Sabonis. Of course, they're without Miles Turner. Then Jeremy Lamb was out. Goga Badadze was out. Dougie McDermott was out. So they started O'Shea Brissett at center. He played 42 minutes. Oh yeah, Jakar Sampson was suspended. 42 minutes for Brissett, who's a 6-7 wing. 23-12, two steals and three blocks. That is a gargantuan effort. He was really, really positive. He started the game before that, but I'm not sure what they're going to do. Now, Brogdon's going to start. Lavert's going to start. Sabonis is going to start holiday has been benched, but do they start McDermott, Sumner, Brissett? I think there's a chance he can stick as a starter. I've been impressed with him. Now, if we look at what he's doing, he is shooting 72% on twos and like 48% on threes. That is no chance of sticking. I don't believe he's going to be a 12-team league guy because I don't think he plays A, 30 a night, B, has enough usage, or C, can continue any sort of level of shooting at this level. It's impossible to continue. On a day like this, when everyone's out, sure, yeah, stream, great value. But what he's done in the games that he's played this year, and he is not impressive, it's not real. It's actually unreal. It it has no way of sticking. And I think we need to understand that because he could come out and have a night where he shoots 20% and looks dreadful. The exact numbers are he's shooting 72% from two and 43% from three. The last three games, he's averaging 13 and 6 with 1.3 blocks and a steal, which makes him only the 113th ranked player. Again, coming with ridiculous shooting numbers and shooting just 64 from the line, mind you. So there's going to be a huge, huge drop-off from Brissett. Deeper leagues, 18s, 16s, sure. Could he continue to start? Could he continue to play um, 30 minutes or not? Maybe. Is that going to be maybe an edge or on the edge of a 14-team league? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably where it sits. I don't look at him as must roster for 12s unless Sabonis, Goga, Dougie, Jezza, if they all remain out. Brogdon was great, 29, 15, and 7, and Karis Levert filled it up to 28, 5, and 6, four steals and a block. Big numbers from those guys, Un- not not unexpectedly. 25 minutes only for TJ McConnell, but 12 points, eight assists, and a steal, while Justin Holiday went back into the starting lineup, dropped us to Sir Richie Benno, two for two, 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 and had six points. He had the... He had, Actually, the ultimate Richie Benno. Because he had two threes, two steals, and two blocks. And he shot 22.22%. Outside of the steals streaming, he is not a 12-team league guy. Well, Sumner had 10 points and two threes in 25 minutes. And Keelan Martin, shout out to him. Six points in 16 minutes for old Keelan. Guys, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over. College basketball's over. But the NBA's still rolling. The NHL's still out there. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Does BetOnline have uh, odds out there for Falcon and Winter Soldier? Let's hope so. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today using our promo code LOCKEDON and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. You want a part for your car? why would you go to a local chain store and spend 30, 50, 100% more on the same part that you can get at rockauto.com? rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. As Alf Stuhl would say, you're a flaming galah if you would go to a big chain auto store rather than rockauto.com. They have everything from engine control modules, whatever that is, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, those prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low, and they are the same for professional mechanics and for do-it-yourselfers like you and me. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. And see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You want to know a difference between Australia and America? We don't call those cars trucks. Utes, we call them. Utes. We don't call A truck is a truck, like a semi. A, uh, you know, one that's carrying boxes and stock down a row with a big, like, Optimus Prime. That's a truck. Those other ones, we call them Utes. Ute. Ute. Ute's a funny word, though, isn't it? Ute. That's what, it's short for a utility van. or u, Yeah, utility. Anyway, there you go. It's something that maybe you didn't know, but now you do. Let's go on to the next game. It is. Shit, we had 20 minutes in. We've done two games. Uh, yeah, strap yourselves in. Put on a diaper, which we call a nappy. Take a piss. Let's go. Next game. The Phoenix Suns and the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sunnies. They get the win. 1-16, one, one, Chris Ball was great. 28 points, 8 assists, and 5 triples. While McCall Bridges, he's really good, guys. He also had a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. 18 points, two threes, two steals, two blocks, four rebounds. A couple of real turds in there, but turning it around. Well, DeAndre Ayton struggled somewhat, but he had two steals and two blocks. So, yeah, recovered there, 10 and 5. And Booker had 19, 3, and 7. But he was troubled all game by the defense of the painter, Matisse Thibel. Jay Crowder. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Now, it's not really not really fair to him um, to say he was shit because he only played 13 minutes before suffering an ankle injury. And in fact, he was all right. Four assists, a triple one. He shot 14%, which is true Jay Crowder. But the fact that I want to highlight here is Cameron Johnson started over him in the second half. 15 points, 30 minutes, three threes, three assists because Crowder was injured, of course. Now, Crowder can't play on Thursday. There is some interest there in Cam Johnson as a points and threes streamer. Tory Craig has some stream value as well. Seven rebounds in 17 minutes. While Javon Carter hit three threes really quickly. Nine points in 16 minutes there for him. Sharich was dreadful. Frank Kaminsky. Remember when Frank Kaminsky, according to Monty Williams, was the reason for the success? He was a DMP CD. But the six is Joel Embiid said after the game he wasn't supposed to play in this one and then dropped 38, 17, and four with three threes on 61% shooting. This guy's an animal. Like, he is unbelievable and he plans to play tomorrow. We'll see if that plan changes, but he plans to play. No Toby Harris. No Ben Simmons, no Seth Curry. So Dan Green played 34 minutes. He always steps up. Whenever there's an opportunity to step up, he will step up. 18 points, four threes, and four assists. And it was good to see Tyrese Maxey, who, let's be fair, is better than Shake Milton. 14 points, three assists, two steals, and a block for Maxey, while Milton just absolutely dragged his dick across the forehead that is starting the game. Five points, 24 minutes, two assists, and one steal. Nice turkey slap from Shake Milton there. 20% shooting. He is rough as shit at the moment. Real terrible. Uh, no value in him. Furkan Korkmaz did hurt himself, but returned to the game. 12 points with three threes. Not much else going on there. While the painter, Matisse-Thibel. Is there a more matisse Thybul line than zero points? But two steals, three blocks, three rebounds, three assists. We know that when the minutes push up, he is guaranteed to get you multi-defensive stats. And by guarantee, I mean RNG. But he's pretty close to a, to a guarantee in getting those numbers for you. Dwighty Howard had 11 boards and seven rebounds. Just watch him in case MB does not play against the Milwaukee Bucks because he could be worth looking at. I'd just love them to just run out B-ball Paul out there, which is, again, a, a shitful nickname. But if Paul Reed can get the um, the um some minutes against the Bucks, I'd be really interested to see what he's able to do in that situation. Let's go on to the next one, the Brooklyn Nets and the Toronto Raptors. Lots to talk about here as well. 114 Toronto, 103 Brooklyn. Of course, no Harden, no Durant, no Claxton. No Tyler Johnson. Um and it was a back-to-back, so they decided to start Blake Griffin. Nineteen minutes, nine and four. They kept him obviously under wraps, and he was and he was shit as well, so that probably was easier to keep the minutes down. He's just a streamer at this point. While uh John Ray Jordan played the 29, 7 and 12 with a block. Now it looks like KD could return pretty soon. Maybe Friday, maybe Sunday, so that's good news. While Kyrie had 28, 11 and 8 with three steals and a block. And the shark, Bruce Brown. Baby Shark 21 and 14, two threes, a great, great option at the moment. It might fall on its ass completely when Durant returns, but good stuff there. While Landry Schammett, whoo, he took the shots, 17 of them. Unfortunately, just 17% of those shots went in. 10 points with four assists. He does have some short-term value, but let's not make out that Landry Shamet's this game-saving, amazing, consistent player, because he's not. He's a hot streak shooting guy who can have value. And your Brown over Shamet depends. Do you want points and threes, or do you want... Efficiency and defensive stats. And even Brownie brought the scoring here, 21 points. I'd probably lean Brown, but it just depends on what you need. I thought we'd get more of Alizé Johnson, but he played only five minutes. Remember when he was the number one ranked player in fantasy? Good. Cool times. On to the Raptors. They brought everyone back. Siakam, Ananobi, VanVleet, Lowry, and in true Nick Nurse style, they played in big minutes. 38-4, Siakam, 27-9-6, two steals and two threes. And that's great, right? But they got one more game this week. Now they have five next week and there is zero chance these blokes are playing five games. Zero. Now the the Raptors are playing well but just in terms of health they're just not going to play. I I just, I cannot see in a five game week with how they have been um, resting blokes. This is not, maybe I'm wrong. I, I just don't see any way. The Raptors still remain in the 12th spot in the Eastern Conference. So not even in the play in game discussion. There is no way they play those games. Those five games. The Jedi, Urgen and Obi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop, OG. Uh, you better stop OG. 25 points, four threes, two blocks. Awesome stuff. Van Vliet, 17 points, 5 threes, 5 assists, 1 still. Remember, one game left this week for these guys. Lowry, 14, 7, and 5 with three threes. Not that awesome, but alright. And what I expected to happen happened. Ken Birch started, played 24 minutes, had eight and seven. He was alright. He's not that good though. And this is why I didn't recommend him as a must roster player because when all these guys when these guys play, like he's just going to be an absolute bit part player. And for the bitching and moaning, oh, why isn't Kim Birch must roster? He's 180th over the last two weeks in 24 minutes a night. He's not that good. But he was always going to start over Boucher. Boucher played 11 minutes and then hurt his knee. Now, it looked like it was an ankle injury. Ended up being a knee injury. I'm actually pretty worried about this. I Look, he's definitely going to miss... I would say he definitely misses the next game. And there's no chance he plays five games next week with his knee injury. He is missing... I would say minimum a week. He could get out of it and be lucky. I am really worried. Boucher to me was a drop anyway because when everyone came back, he'd play limited minutes off the bench and he had two games this week and now he's hurt. I don't think he can bowl a holding. Also, Gary Trent. Nice, Gary! Except the opposite of nice. Five points in 14 minutes. Two of nine shooting. When everyone was out, he was taking a lot of shots. Sometimes they went in, sometimes they didn't. When everyone came back, you don't need him. And they wanted to go big at center. He was going to be the guy that missed out. This is why, to me, he always remained that streaming option. Now, I did not expect him to play 14 minutes. That's very low. But he's also not that good. Let's talk Fred Gillespie. Actually, let's not talk Fred Gillespie because I should have talked about this with O'Shea Brissett. ESPN, I know you're not listening. Maybe you are. Fix it. You can't add Freddie Gillespie. You can't add O'Shea Brissett. Brissett, he played Brissett played 19 games last season. But I can add Andrew Bogut, who hasn't played in the NBA for two years. Why is this so hard? Why can't I add Freddie Gillespie? Nobody should ever play fantasy on ESPN unless they hire me and I and I fix their shit up. i do not even know if I want to be hired by them to be honest. Pay me money, let me fix your shit because it's actually embarrassing. It's embarrassing that you can't have players who come out and play significant roles available to add. And I will continue to tweet at you and make you look foolish. Even if it does cost me you know, a job with ESPN at some point in the future. Bullshit needs to be called out. Fix your shit. Fred Gillespie, 24 minutes, four points, five block Woo-hoo! Now, is that real? Absolutely not. But with Boucher out, almost definitely... Gillespie's going to get minutes there behind Kim. And yeah, that, that's definitely a deep league situation to have a look at. what, had five points in 14 minutes. He could be an interesting ad for next week with the five games on as well. Um, all right, let's go to the next game. Utah and Houston, absolute ass kicking One twelve eighty nine. 89 the Jazz win it. Jingle and Joe, 21 with six triples in 29 minutes. Gobert had 19 and 18. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. That is uh, massive from Gobert in limited minutes. They just killed him. Conley had 11, 5, and 13. Plus 44, Rudy Gobert. Plus 46. You can tell me that plus minus doesn't mean anything. I don't give a shit. That is amazing. Those guys were ridiculous. The minivan, George Nyang, had 13 points. Jordy Clarkson had 22. Royce O'Neal only had two points, but 13 boards. And Boyan... Ah, shit, Boyan's back. 14 points on 31%. But this is just an ass-kicking of the highest order. Shout out to Mia One as well, who was a plus 23 in 16 minutes, despite scoring two points. For the Rockets, they started Amani Brooks. Six points, 10 rebounds, four assists, 18% shooting, minus 32. Yeah, that was rough. Um, Because Cousin Kev, league winner Kev, he's out for this game, plus the next two for COVID protocol breaches. Now, Let's get a few things straight. What he did was great. <laughs> Let, let's let's try again. He Sterling Brown got smashed in the face. Kevin Porter jumped in to protect his mate. Honourable stuff. Fantastic stuff. Maybe they shouldn't have been at the club in the first place. So maybe there's a questionable decision there. But I'm not. I don't have any criticism for Kevin Porter at all for sticking up for his mate and getting into a, a punch on to to you know, protect his friend. That's great. But if he's missing the rest of this week, which he is, maybe he misses more, depending on what happens with test results and that sort of stuff. Is it really the end of the world to drop a bloke who's the 120th ranked player so far this season in category leagues? Is it the end of the world? You might have to, because honestly, your fantasy season may be over if you don't free up that roster spot. It's not going to be for everyone. Some people will want to hold, and rightfully so. But it's not the end of the world if you drop a bloke who's maybe your 10th best player. Kenyon Martin did his thing, blocked his two shots. While Anthony Lamb, remember that bloke? Eight points in five minutes. And Johnny Wall had 21 and six assists. Just a shit night, though. Christian Wood, why can't he hit hit free throws anymore? I don't get it. Three of eight? That's horrendous. 16 and eight? He just... I don't know, man. He just has struggled a lot. He's now outside the top 50. He's struggled a lot since he returned from injury. Really has not been good at all. While the wild thing... 21% 21% for Jay Sean Tate. That's a lot of shots. 19 shots is too many for Jay Sean Tate. But four steals is good, and he should be on a roster somewhere. While Olenek, it wasn't a good night there. Minus 27 is terrible. 10 and seven in 24 minutes. Just uh, really a bad night all around for the Houston Rockets. If we want to talk bad nights, let's talk Atlanta Hawks. They were up big, and then Trey Young gets injured. Then Clint Capella gets injured, and they lose in overtime. Somehow they fought back to tie it up, but they lose 137-127. Um... Let's talk Trey Young. X-rays were negative on his ankle. He will have an MRI. You would have to expect he misses their next game. And I would assume a week out for Trey Young. I don't know that. And I'm definitely not dropping him until I find out. But I am looking. Can I add Brandon Goodwin? Would I add Brandon Goodwin over Lou Williams? Yes. I don't think they'll start Lou Williams at point guard. The times that Young's been out, they've just played 37 minutes of Brandon Goodwin. And Williams gets his backup minutes. Young had 20 points, 14 assists, and four steals. It was great. But Brandon Goodwin's the guy I'm looking at. Capella hurt his back, stayed in, but he is clearly not right. 25 and 22 in 41 minutes with two steals and a block. Do not be surprised to see him miss time. And then we're looking at a Onyeka Kongwu, Bogdan Bogdanovich, 20 points, four threes, six rebounds, four assists, three steals, a good game there. Well, Johnny Collins was on a minutes restriction and had 18 points in 28 minutes. Didn't play really down the stretch at all. And it was pretty shit otherwise, apart from the 18 points. Three boards. Zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. He hasn't been good since returning from injury. And he's had a lot of struggles this season. I wonder how long this minutes restriction is going to last. Vanderpant's clearly not on a restriction. 17 points for Kevin Herter in 44 minutes with four assists. Remains a rosterable guy. While Lou Williams is just a streamer for free throws and points. 11 points with four assists in 24 minutes for um, Lou. There was a lot going on as well with um, injuries for the Knicks. Nerland's Noel. Had a laceration of his face. He returned to action. Taj, Taj Gibson had a laceration of his eyelid. That sounds, kids, like fucking horrible. That sounds bad. That, that'll hurt like shit. He played just nine minutes, Taj. Noel played 35, had nine and 12 with three threes. And after this game, the Knicks said, right, we're signing Norval Powell to a long-term deal. He had to, he was forced into action. Had two points in nine minutes. No, we're not adding Norval Powell. Emmanuel quickly played 30 minutes. Uh, is this going to be real? Uh, we Look. Michael Scott. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. That's 20, 20, and 29 minutes, or 30 minutes, actually, in three straight games for Quickie. Uh, 20 points with four threes. Now, we know he's not going to be the greatest stat filler in other areas, but as a streamer for points and free throw percentage, he's useful. That's another game of shitfulness from Alfred Payton. Tom, uh, Tom, I'll give you my number. We can have a chat. It's literally okay to not play Alfred Payton. You don't have to do it. You want a defense-first point guard? Just put Frank in off the bench. You don't have to play Alfred Payton. He did have three steals, Alfred Payton, but unlike last game, he was a minus 13, while quickly was a plus 29. Rose had 20 points, but he hurt his ankle look like a couple of times in this one. 20 points in 30 minutes. While Rowan Barrett, 16, 6, and 5 looks good. But again, just another shit shooting night. 33% from the field. And that is always going to bring his fantasy numbers down. Let's talk double Royal, Julius Randle. Another good night, 40 and 11, six assists, six triples, and shot the ball well, 92 from the line. Another sensational performance. Or Reggie Bullock providing great three-point and point streaming value, 18 points with six triples with Alec Burke's sideline. Shout out to Obi Toppin for having two points in 12 minutes. Pretty Must be close to a career high, uh, I would suggest, there. All right, let's go on to this next game now. Dwayne Casey. Told you it was going to be spicy. Kids, out. Dwayne Casey, what are you fucking doing? What's the point? What's the point of 32 minutes of Mason Plumley? He had a triple-double almost. Oh, well done. 13, 16, and 7. Whoa, what a great game. Didn't miss a shot. He's a minus 17. The flame and Galah, Isaiah Stewart, plays 16 minutes. Dwayne, fuck off. What do you, why? What is the purpose of this shit? Now, that's great for Plum. Will he play tomorrow? I don't know. What's the purpose of this shit? What's the purpose of him playing like 17 minutes one game, 32 the next, when he's struggling, you lose anyway, and you've got a young guy you can develop into these situations. But at least we played 36 minutes of Corey Joseph as well, just to make sure we really drummed in the fact that it development means jack shit. 25 usage for Corey Joseph, who also was a minus 16. Twenty-four point, but I guess that does contribute to, to winning. Having shit veterans out there, twenty-four-five. That's harsh on Plumley. It's not on Joseph. Twenty-four-five and five for Joseph. I don't know. Is he going to play next game? What's going to happen when him and Killian play? Now he's a hundred and fifth-ranked player over the last two weeks, Corey Joseph. But I don't trust it at all. I don't trust it. Josh Jackson, 31 minutes, 12 points, 5 assists, triple one. Good game from Josh. He is a 12-team league option. While Jeremy Grant had some really extreme foul trouble early on. So he only played 27 minutes, but had 26 points. Bit empty apart from that. And then the depressed penis. Couldn't get a shot because Corey Joseph was just taking them all. 11 points in 27 minutes. He is wildly inconsistent bait in terms of game-to-game production. But he still should be on a roster as I said, the Flamin' Galar, Elf Stewart, had six, po- six boards, seven points in 16 minutes. And then Frank Jackson, who's been playing well, had to cede his position to Corey Joseph. Three points in 18 minutes, while MC Hamadou Diallo... Have time. Is, again, if, if you haven't dropped him, you're not paying attention. 2.17 minutes, missed all six of his shots. He is not good. And I actually applaud uh, Casey for not playing him. The Mavericks. Luka Doncic, 30 and 10 with nine assists. Great. Kristaps Porzingis, 19, 7, and 4 with three steals. Porzingis. Pretty good numbers there from him, but the yeah, Carlisle hopes he's able to play in the back-to-back. They've got to consult with the doctors. Who knows? Maybe he's gonna rest. I'm not tired. Another really good game from the Burner, Jalen Brunson. 20 points in 29 minutes with five assists. He does have 12-team league appeal, while Joshy Richardson does not. 12 points in 28 minutes, and Timmy Hardaway. Just chipped in with a nice 15-pointer. Uh, Finney Smith hit three threes. He's providing okay numbers. Probably more 14 than 12-team leagues, though. And they made a change. They started Dwight Powell at center. He played 11 minutes for some reason. Maxie Kleber came off the bench and hurt his back, taking a charge, I believe. And then Willie Cauley-Stein played 13 minutes. And Nicole Meli played six minutes. So it was just center nonsense all over the shop. Shout out to Scott Brooks. We're not adding Powell. We're not adding Kleber. We're not adding Cauley-Stein. Um, yeah, just a weird, weird center rotation there from the Mavericks, But they get the win in the end, thanks to Doncic, Porzingis, and Brunson, really. Let's go on to the next game. The Miami Heat, they comfortably take care of the Spurs. 107-87. Bam Adebayo was back. Bam! 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 23-8-5, three steals and a block. Now, I think Eric Spoelstra is probably the best coach in the NBA. But I'll never understand the idea of like, Bam's out. Deadman's our second best center, but let's play 30 minutes of Precious Atua last game. I don't know what the point of that was. Achua played just garbage time here. Deadman had six and three in his 14 minutes as a backup, which is solid enough for very deep leagues, but that's it. Big minutes for Kendrick Nunn, 34 of them, but only nine points, five rebounds, three assists, and a steal. He does lose usage when Butler plays, but he still, I think, he's worth a 12 league hold. While Butler had 18, 7, and 11, and Tyler Hero. Everyone has a hero. True. Super hot night from him, 22-6-4 and four with five threes in 25 minutes. Regardless of this performance, which is 35 fantasy points, I do not believe he is a must-trust a 12-team league guy. Nor is the spur dunk Robinson, and obviously Trevor Ariza isn't either. Three points in 30 minutes for Trev. Robinson had two threes with 10 points, but you can get that value from Reggie Bullock. Davis Bertans, I'd rather have. Bojan Bogdanovic, I'd rather have. Yeah, Robinson's fine, but very, very far, in my opinion, from being must roster. For the Spurs, Jakub Pertl was all right. Actually, he was pretty good. Eight and nine with five blocks. Well, Drew Eubanks, one of the best blocks streamers out there. Six and five in 13 minutes with two blocks. Maximum Derek White got the assist going, th- uh, seven of them there with 13 points and five rebounds, but no defensive stats. He struggled, DeJounte struggled, DeMars struggled, the whole team struggled. 15-5-4 for DeRozan, 11-5-4 for Murray, while Calden Johnson had nine and six in 27 minutes. He's only a streamer. I said I wanted to watch Lonnie Walker, whether I could think he could develop into anything of a starter. The answer remains a very, very firm no. He had seven points in 18 minutes, and Rudy Gay was shit, and Paddy Mills was also joining him in being shit. Not good night for the Spurs at all. They have a back-to-back. They'll return on Thursday to action. All right, let's go to the next game here. We've got the Clippers that win 117-105 over the Grizzlies. Let's start with the Spectre. Jaron Jackson Jr., 18 minutes, 15-8 with four blocks. Perfect 6 of 6 from the line. Shot 36% from the field. Got his shots up, 34% usage. That's really bloody sexy. This is why I have said in the past he can be a top 20 fantasy player. Now, it won't happen this year. It's taken forever for him to get back. But it's, what an awesome start this is. I don't expect 34 usage from Jackson. He played a lot at center with Valentunas out. So yeah, how much he plays there remains to be seen. But obviously awesome stuff. 24 minutes from Anderson, 12 points with three blocks. I think he's going to lose some value with Jackson back. And then the cashier, Xavier Tillman. I really like what this guy can do. Eight and 12 in 28 minutes, but he's just not going to play when Valentinus returns. Ja Morant, it looks good on the surface. 22, six and four is pretty good. Four threes is amazingly good on 67% shooting, but he missed all four of his free throws. What? That's weird. And then let's talk about the wave pool, DeAnthony Melton. 15 minutes, five points. 29% 29% shooting. This is after he played 41 minutes last game. Taylor Jenkins will not trust him. We can drop him. Uh, it's frustrating as shit, but it's It's what it is. Like Dylan Brooks was absolutely horrendous in this game. But still got 20 minutes. Now 20 minutes is better than 30. He had eight points. Grayson Allen had six points in 26 minutes. Tyus Jones was out of the rotation, then came back in for 10 minutes for some reason. Justice Winslow did his usual bullshit of three points in 16 minutes. You deserve to lose by 12 points if you're going to limit Melton, who's been literally one of the best players in the NBA that nobody pays any attention to, and you're going to keep him as, what, your 10th guy or whatever it is. Garbage. Brandon Clark, I think he's a clear 12-team drop. Six points in 20 minutes with Jackson back. And Desmond Bain had 10 points in his 23 minutes. He was the guy that was getting preferred to um, Melton, came in before Melton to begin this game um, and getting the rotation just a, a real mess here. And it's not going to get better when Valanciunas is back, I don't think. For the Clippers, they rested everyone and still won big. Beverly out, George out, Rondo out, Jackson out, Ibaka out, Leonard out. Some of them are legitimate injuries, Beverly and Ibaka. So they started. Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Ivis Zubats, Marcus Morris, and Amir Coffey. Kennard went off. 28 points, 7 rebounds, 6 triples, 38 minutes. I believe, fully believe that Kennard is a very good player. He just doesn't have the opportunities here for the Clippers. Marcus Morris, 25 points with four threes. He is a 12-team league option, while Zubats continues to play well and should start even when barker comes back, 18-7 in 33 minutes. It's a good night from Terence Mann, 19-6-7 in 34 minutes, but I do not believe that Terrence Mann is a 12-team league player. This was great, but no Rondo, no George, no Jackson. He just is not going to have this sort of impact. Even if he starts for Kawhi, who's out for the next week, he just won't have this impact on an ongoing basis, I don't believe. Batum had two points in 26 minutes. I don't think he's a must-roster guy either. Well, Amir Coffee had eight points in his 28 minutes. Boogie Cousins, 14 minutes, six and 10. Well, Yogi Ferrell played 28 minutes with everyone out. Eight points, seven assists. The seven assists are good, but I have seen um, Ferrell play before. He just isn't going to be worth it outside of the very, very, very deep leagues. Let's go on to the next game. We've got the Sacramento Kings and the Minnesota Tibwolves. The Kings win this. They pull it out in the end, 128, 125. Townsie had 26, 5, and 6 in 33 minutes. But probably the story is Naz Reed, who played alongside Towns and played 24 minutes, 24.7 rebounds, two triples. Now, Reed's value is often tied to efficiency. They went in at 73% here, so he got more minutes. But he could easily be a 30% shooter some nights. He's just a streamer. D'Angelo Russell, 29 minutes on a back to back is really encouraging. Not as explosive as the game before, but 15, 3, and 9 with two steals and a block is good. And Rubio played 29 minutes. So they played alongside each other too. 11, 4, and 6 with Rick. He can still be a 12 team league player. Jaden McDaniels isn't. I know he played 32 minutes, but he had four points. Akogi had 24 minutes. Goose. Anthony Edwards struggled. Oop, wrong button. 16 points for Edwards. His uh, streak of games with steals ended. Didn't have one here. Two triples, Not the best night. They were still holding him, of course, but not the greatest performance. But they run a we- uh, they ran a weird rotation in this one. While for the Kings, <sighs> the world. I was going to say who can defend this guy still being a good player, but I know there's people out there because there's this one bloke slash troll who continued to reply to me on Twitter about it, who just claims he's really good. And he's justified in not trying because the Kings don't play him enough. Why would you try if the team doesn't want to play you? Maybe so you can get more minutes? I don't know. Interesting concept. Kids, we're getting spicy. This guy fucking sucks. He is dreadful. Dreadful. And I'm glad that 99% of people can now see that. Four points in 13 minutes. You know what? He's been a guy that I've said if he gets minutes, he'll put up numbers. And that is true to a degree but he's so bad, he can't even get minutes when the other starting center isn't there. And they're playing 22 minutes of Damian Jones, who actually was all right in this game. Eight and eight with two blocks. Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! Oh, if you added De'Lon right, Jack's got something to say for you as well. Get that garbage out of here! Two points in 15 minutes. Couldn't trust the role, and there you go. Tyrese Halliburton, 16-3-6. Still not ideal, but much better than it's been. And then the pencil, Harrison Barnes, Barnesy. <laughs> the seven assists are a surprise, to be sure, aren't they, Shiv? A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. With 22 points, while it was a nice buddy-heeled bounce back, 29-6 and 5 with seven threes, and Darren Fox, 93 from the line. You love to see it, 35 and 7 for him. Chimizy Metu also. Chipped in pretty well. I thought 10 points in 13 minutes. Just start Metu. Get Whiteside out of here. 10 points, two steals, one block. Metu has got some interesting fantasy appeal. It's got to be for deep leagues, but interesting nonetheless. Let's go on to the last game of the night before we all turn grey from listening to this show. The Denver Nuggets got the win over the Blazers, 106-105. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Big, big Chungus, big Chungus. 25, 9, and 5. While Farku played 27 minutes and had 12 and 5 with four threes and three assists, I do believe Campazzo can be a 12-team league player. While it was also nice to see a decent Aaron Gordon game, and this is how sad things are for Aaron Gordon: is that 12, 6, and 3 on 36% shooting is considered a good game. You can stream him. You do not need to roster him, I don't think. Magaporter Porter had 17 and 5. or Farton, Will Barton had 14, 6, and 4. On pretty poor shooting, 39%. Doja got 25 minutes, which he'll continue to do. Had a triple one, had seven rebounds, but he's a dreadful shooter. And that's always going to keep the value down. Seven points on uh, 10 shots. He still can be at least like a 14-team league stream option. Well, Austin Rivers made his debut. Five points in 13 minutes. Not really any sort of fantasy impact guy, but I'd watch for uh, Big Shaq. Big Shaq. Just for his ability to get steals. Two steals in 14 minutes. One of the legit best steals guys in the NBA. If he's going to have a role, deep leagues, you've got to watch him as a steals option. For the Blazers, Lillard returned, had 22 points, but it's just still not right, is it? 39% shooting, five assists, two steals. Like, still not right there. McCollum had 14, nine and five, while Yusuf Nurkic played 29 minutes. Yes. Unfortunately, he had eight points on 27% shooting. But we love the rest. We love the seven rebounds, the six assists, the steal. I would have liked to block. And I would have liked some shots to go in, but it's encouraging. Ennis Kanter's got to just be a streamer when Nurkic is out 11 points. And with Lillard back, 12 points only for Carmelo Anthony in 20 minutes. They just don't need that shot creation with Lillard there. While Covington play, played a little bit better too. 12 and 8 in 35 minutes. Storm and Norman Powell, 17 points in his 34 minutes. Let's go on now. Have a look at the top ads over the last 24 hours. The Anthony Melton, oh, God. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Up 25%. Drop him. Landry Shamit up 24%. Yeah, that's fine, but I'm not sure about it long-term. The Cashier's up 11%. Xavier Tillman, you can drop him, I reckon, as soon as uh, Valanciunas returns. The Shark, Bruce Brown, up 10%. Yeah, fine. Davis Boutan's up 7 I, I like that as well. And then for drops, the C part of Moses Brown. Now, I'd consider re-adding adding him for five games next week. He's down 7%. Bobby Portis down 5 Yes, Terence Ross down 5%. Yes, Thad Young down 5%. Eh, not really sure about where that sits. And then Justin Holiday down 5%. You missed out on a Richie Benno from Holiday today, but still, I think it is the right decision long-term to drop him. Top 10 players, rostered under 50% of leagues. Bazemore, value in 12-teamers. Canard, just a one-off. Brissett, don't think he maintains 70% shooting, so probably more deeper leagues. Neto, again, more for 16-team leagues. Mahailuk, uh, that's probably just the Dort absence doing that, and he's not reliable. Naz Reed streamer. Corey Joseph, I I honestly don't know. I don't know. I know what he should do, but I don't know what the minutes will be. Bruce Brown, yep, 12-teamer. Compazzo, 12-teamer. And Gillespie, a nice deep league stream option. All right, let's move on. Talk some DFS for FanDuel for Thursday in the NBA. All right, so let's look at these games. Six games on Thursday. First one, Suns in Boston. It is a back-to-back for Phoenix. We'll have to check on Jay Crowder because he exited the game on Wednesday, didn't return with an ankle problem. If he is out, they started Cam Johnson, so I'd imagine Johnson gets another start there. Or Monty Williams could be the old tricky bastard and put Frank Kaminsky or Dario Saric in there. That's worked well in the past. Uh, Hopefully, they go back to Cam Johnson. For Boston, a lot of question marks. Big question mark on Jason Tatum because he's officially questionable. Jalen Brown. Doubtful. JB, you've got it again. Robbie Williams is out, Marcus Smart is back, and Kemba Walker is probable. New Orleans and Orlando, the Pelicans seven and a half point favorites, the total's two hundred and twenty-five points. Um, Alexander Walker and Josh Hart remain out for New Orleans, while Michael Carter-Williams and Otto Porter are out for—Bulls Legends, uh, Michael Carter-Williams and Otto Porter are out for Orlando, while Terrence Ross and James Ennis are both questionable. Of course, if Ennis and Ross are both out, the shot, Dwayne Bacon gets a boost there. Cole Anthony's going to start at point guard. We're fired up to see what he can do. For Philadelphia and the Bucks. no spread or total out. James—James— uh, James. Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris missed the last two games. They're both going to be questionable for this one. Joel Embiid said he is planning on playing, but that could you know, literally change at any point, while well, Seth Curry also missed Wednesday's game. You have to question uh, whether he's going to be available to go. The uh, Bucs, no injury, no injury news at this stage. The Pistons and the Spurs back-to-back for both these blokes. I expect Detroit to sit Mason Plumlee, Corey Joseph, Wayne Ellington in this one. And then give you yeah, Killian Hayes will return. He'll start. Alf Stewart will get another start at center. Uh, you get more Joshie Jackson, but we don't know that. I don't expect Dennis Smith to play, who uh, ever since the trade of Dylan Wright's played about three games, it feels like, with uh, various injuries. He's uh, he's in real trouble in terms of where his career is. San Antonio, no word on any rests at this point for them. The Hornets and the Bulls. The Bulls somehow are three-point favorites. The total is 2 11 and a half. There will be... Um, I imagine a change for the Hornets with PJ Washington starting over Vernon Carey. The Bulls, who the hell knows what they're going to do? Are they going to continue to start Daniel Tice? Are they going to continue to run 35% usage of through Thad Young off the bench? I have no idea. We know that the skater boy, Zach Levine, won't be there. We don't know about Troy Brown. He did miss on Wednesday. The last game is the Lakers and the Mavericks. Anthony Davis looks like he will return. He's officially questionable, along with Marcus. Gasol, while Markeith Morris, Andre Drummond, and Dennis Schroeder are all probable. Hopefully, Davis is ready to get back out there, what that means for the rotation. He'll only play 15 minutes if he does. The rotation could change a bit. That impacts Kuzma and Morris, probably goes in and drizzles down. Drizzles? That's not right. Trickles down. To impact guys like Horton Tucker a little bit there as well. While for Dallas, it is a back-to-back I don't expect to see Kristaps Porzingis out there. I wouldn't be surprised if Luka Doncic doesn't play. They also made a change, and they started uh, Dwight Powell over uh, Maxi Kleber in Wednesday's game, and then Kleber got hurt. So we could have a weird starting lineup with um, potentially Dwight Powell and no Porzingis and Finney Smith at the the four. Maybe uh, Jalen Brunson moves into that starting lineup. A lot of things could change there for Dallas. In terms of value across the FanDuel slate, Elf Stewart's at 5,500 for Detroit. I imagine he starts and plays good minutes. Tristan Thompson looks good. Patrick Williams is okay. Derek White at 5,500. I like Larry Markinen at 4,000. Drummond at 6,900. Giggity. Perhaps. Calden uh, Johnson at 42 might be all right. DeJounte Murray, Chumra Kiki, uh, Thad Young, Kemba Walker, Wendell Carter, Cole Anthony, Nikola Vucevic. Gotta hit the button. It's both. is big Most Bolson's there. A bitch. Maybe you could even fire up your Jabari Parkers at 3,800. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast to be more accurate. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe, notification bell, comments. That all helps. Helps get it out for the Algo. So while you're at, while you're in the Algo, why don't you just drop this in the comments? Flaming Galar. Just drop a Flaming Galar in the comments. I know what it means. You might not know what it means, and if you don't, Figure it out. Shout out to Elf Stewart, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. two games. Good opportunity for him here. Same with Wendell Carter Jr.